Time to talk a little jazz basketball with the TV voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowlerjack. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Bowler, good morning. DJ, PK, how are you? Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, Bowler, you know a lot. You're in practices. You can't know everything, though. We were talking earlier. I was talking to some jazz folk before the game about, you know, some of the concerns they had, the stuff that had to get better, and how long would it take to get better, and how many games did they win or lose while it was getting better. So there's always some small surprises. What happened in the game last night? One thing you totally expected, and it happened, and then one thing that surprised you. Well, one thing that surprised me, I'll start there. I think uh, Mike Conley looked tight, uh, one of 16, maybe proves that out, uh, forcing shots and maybe the uh, the pressure of a new team for the first time in, what, 12 years. Uh, you know, I think we saw that in preseason, too. I don't think you see it again, but it was a surprise to me. The other part of it, um, I wasn't surprised uh, that Royce O'Neal started. Uh, and was very effective. He didn't miss a shot in six attempts. And Joe handled his uh, new role, you know, with what Joe does. I mean, he still, you know, did his thing when he when he, when he was called upon. Didn't take a lot of shots, which is going to be different for him this year. He's more of a decoy and then also a feeder, you know, with his assist abilities. But, uh, you know, I, I saw good things. I saw improvement in defense. They held, uh, what, OKC to – so 95 points and 36% shooting. So that's an improvement from what we saw in that final preseason game uh, of a week ago. So the other part of it was the incredible magnificence of Donovan Mitchell in the second half. He didn't take a shot, guys, until halfway through the second quarter. And then he just blossomed. And as he usually does, as we saw last year, he's a terrific half, second half player. And he dominated and took over the game when the Jazz needed to. They blew a 13 point lead uh, and then trailed by eight and then came back to win by five. So, uh, despite the, the woes by Connolly, Donovan uh, was able to uh, elevate his game to what looked to be all star status in game one. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no argument there. Absolutely. He's my early candidate for Player of the Week. It's a short week, but you get the point. <laughs> sure enough. It was, uh, you know, he, PK, honestly, he, he was uh, – he looked obviously healthy, fresh, despite playing overseas on, you know, Team USA. Uh, but, you know, he, he told us – and I, he told the press, he's told me the same thing. Look, he wants to uh, be more efficient. He wants to play better defense. He wanted to come back in shape and uh, make fewer mistakes. And I thought last night he kind of achieved all, achieved all that one turnover in over 36 minutes of play. And uh, I don't think you can ask for much uh, for much more out of that young man. And, and what's crazy, third year. I mean, that's when most players take that leap, PK. And I think you saw the first step in doing it last night. Yeah, I know I sucked my first two years of radio, and since the third year, it's been lights out. You took and, off, yeah, man. It no was question. a totally different. I, you know, we talked about you during that course. You're <laughs> worried, but the third year, all-star. <laughs> so I'm going to give you something here, and I'm not looking for any credit, no remuneration, nothing. But they've been okay. calling Bogdanovich bogey. So when yeah. he hits a three, it is now known as a triple bogey. A triple bogey. I like yes. it. And then you can say... When he hits that big three like he did, you can break out with triple bogey. He will break you. He will break you? Yes. I like it. See? How about incoming? Bogey, incoming. You know what I mean? Like a little military. Okay. Know? 
I was thinking more along the DJ's golf game, triple bogey. Well, that's that's really good too. I'm I'm writing this down. <laughs> okay, right, here you go, really Bola. Here's the moment, right? <laughs> right here. Absolutely. Bogdanovich! Yeah, Triple bogey! It's a DJ! <laughs> he and then you can plug our you. show. DJ and PK Beautiful. tomorrow, 6 to 10 on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I think I'll have time to do all that. Yeah, I promise. He will break Yeah, I like you. that. I must break you. <laughs> I, must, I must break you. Uh, I tell you, he, he, you know, I, I tell you the one thing about Bogdanovich last night, too, guys. He, when he went down, I mean, he'd go, oh, come on. You know, here's one of your prize, you know, for, you know, free agents to come over. And uh, the ankle, you could tell on the replay, kind of rolled it off an ankle and then stubbed his toe and it went down. But he got back up off of it pretty quick. And the way he, you know, was helped off the floor, I said, ah, there's about, you know, five to seven games that he's not going to be able to play. And in the last instant before the second half got underway, there he is, parked himself in the corner ready to go. And, you know, he proved a lot to me last night uh, what it takes just to continue to play through some pain in this league. And, uh, you know, I don't know his status as we fly out today. I mean, overnight things uh, can swell up and it may be an issue. But I was impressed he came back and still played a big part of that uh, that game last night. He's he's tougher than, you know, maybe people thought. And also, uh, DJ and PK, I, I'm impressed with his ability to slash the basket. No I thought he just parked himself in the, in the corner yeah. because really that's what he was asked to do in Indiana. But he's got that ability to really – break it into the paint he's strong he can finish that's and that's nice. the other part of this that uh, that has impressed has impressed me yeah. and then also Moutier's play um boy I don't know if he just thinks in his mind he has nothing to lose he came here for a reason to be coached uh to get better to understand I think this system and it just seems like he's free-flowing in the way that he plays and uh, he was very aggressive to the rim again last night. Absolutely. And I, I was impressed the way he handled himself. That, to me, that was the number one when I look at pleasant surprises mm-hmm. was um, Donovan's Donovan, and he may not have games like that, but he won't need games like that to that level because Conley will play better and it'll offset that, and they'll still be get they'll actually get more production out of the starting guard, uh, guard lineup, not less. But the thing that I think that they really needed was the play of – Moutier because and it wasn't like he played beyond his capability because it wasn't he wasn't hitting a bunch of threes that okay those things aren't necessarily going to happen game to game and with a smaller backcourt Moutier gives you some size and some strength and he uses it to his advantage because he's one of the bigger guards particularly at the position he plays so I don't know that necessarily he could be as good but I think he can come close to equating what he did against OKC because he's using his physical attributes to his advantage and he should be able to do that most of the time so of all the things that I was most impressed about it was his 23 minutes out on the floor and the production that he gave the team yeah well said uh, PK look he's 6'3 200 pounds and he, he and he threw it around well last night I like the aggressiveness and and the point of it too is even with Ricky Rubio there was always that question mark of who was really going to be the solid backup. I mean, Dante Hurt, Howell uh, Neto seemed like at any time whenever he was given an opportunity uh, to play in that backup role, an injury would strike him, you know, a quad, a hamstring, whatever. Uh, and if, you know, if this is what the Jazz have, another diamond in the rough, I mean, they found one in Royce O'Neal and now Moutier, who was a high draft pick, 
you know, years ago, and he's in his fifth year. I, I mean, congratulations to the front office and Justin Zanuck and Dennis and the rest to, to bring this guy in. And he wanted to be here. That's the beauty of it. And what you just said is spot on. I, I think the Jazz have got to feel comfortable with backcourt play now. I really do. First time in a while. And then what do you do with Dante when he's uh, healthy enough to get back on the floor and blend him back in? That could be, you know, where those minutes come from. I guess we'll wait and see. So some of the stuff that went wrong in game one, uh, hey, they won anyway, so who cares, number one. And number two, it'll yeah. fix itself. They're not going to shoot 25% from three. Conley's not going to keep going one for 16, you know, all this kind of stuff. But what happened, because it isn't perfect, and OKC isn't the best opponent they're going to face all year. So that was a great game one, but what's something you're looking for in game two to see if they can do it a little better or sustain it? Well, you just said, I think, a couple of things. I don't consider, I can't imagine Mike Conley ever going one for 16, worst ball game of his career. And that tells you a lot in, in his 13th season that he's played a lot of hoop. He's been very consistent. You know, he had a career year in Memphis last year. Uh, you know, he's had good looks, and he seems to be running with the, the team well and making some decisions that have to be made. Maybe he's still not comfortable, new language, new lingo. And as each game progresses, I think he'll find himself more comfortable in the position. I know that sounds crazy, but I, I can't worry about Mike Conley at the moment because I, his, his past tells you just why the Jazz valued him so much and brought him in here on the trade. So that's one thing, and I think you're spot on on the other. There are shooters on this team now. Not as Even though the Jazz held OKC to 95 points last night, Ed Davis had some defensive moments with a couple of block shots, and that was a question mark, too, how active he could be. He's not as big as Favors. He's a, he's a slighter build guy, but he hustles and grabs rebounds. So defense last night uh, I thought was better. They were more engaged, locked in. So now the test is on the road with LeBron and Anthony Davis, who will be, what, their, their season home opener after a loss of the Clips. Uh, that'll be a difficult game, man. We know all about LeBron and how he can score in bunches. So the defense will be tested once again in a bigger way, I think, uh, on, on Friday night. And then I think also my eyes will be on Conley to see if he's calmed down and, uh, again, watch the rotations of how Quinn Snyder uses those minutes. But those are a couple things you have to look at. And if you get, you know, just uh, improved play from Conley and what Moutier brings off the bench, and Donovan is, uh, is obviously a, a dynamic player, then, you know, got a shot at it on the road. There's a lot of hype, a lot of pressure in L.A., man. You know, Clippers looked pretty good in Kawhi's debut, and that was even without Paul George. We'll see uh, how the Jazz fare against L.A., the Lakers of L.A. So this earlier when we were discussing the game is that one of the things that I liked about Conley was he knew full well that the shot wasn't falling, right? Everybody knew it, and it was funny to see when he hits the free throw to put him up by four, and then that yeah, and he smiled and he acknowledged, yeah. like, gosh, at least the ball went in from here. But the thing that I liked in, in his 15 missed shots, I don't know that any of them were a bad shot, and the thing that I can say watching the ball game is that there was no hesitation. So have that confidence in yourself. You're a proven commodity in this league. And, yeah, you had the, literally the worst shooting night you've ever had. Well, right. at some point you were going to have it. and So get it out of the way in game one. Get it out of the way in a victory, no less, too. It's even better. But I just love the mindset. It didn't look like he was lacking, particularly as he's one for 10, one for 11, and so on. When the shot came open, take it. He took it, yeah. And, you know, you guys have talked to the Corvers and the Hornacek's of the world. I mean, those elite shooters – 
uh, scores. And, you know, they always tell me the same thing. Look, I'm going to have bad nights, but it's a short memory, PK, DJ. I think that's the most important thing with guys like Conley is that, you know, this is something new to him. He hasn't ever been through this, but he's that he has that experience and I think fortitude to work through it. But I think your point's spot on is that he understood what was happening, and the crowd embraced him even more uh, when he turned and said, "Hey, look, guys! Finally, I get a I get a I get a I get a point." And the crowd responded to him, not booze, man. They embraced him, and maybe that helps him in the long run to to get back on track. But again. I get questioned this all the time. You know, guys who make millions, uh, they're, they're not supposed to ever have a flaw. Uh, they're not supposed to make mistakes or have an off night. But in reality, that's what it is. Uh, humankind will, 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 you know, snag you on occasion. And, you know, the, the, the question is, how do you respond to it? I know it sounds philosophical, but look, even though you make 30 plus mil, uh, you're not, you're going to have a game like this on occasion. And I think 2PK and DJ, you also saw a guy who has left the comfort of Memphis after 12 years and in a new system press. And a lot of, you know, a lot of times fans can't believe you can't make that transition. I'm not making excuses for Mike, but I'm just being real here. You got to put yourself in, in everyone's spot when you change a job or you change, you know, that, that situation just, I think, builds up on you and you want to do so well. That's kind of what I saw last night, too. The excitement of home opener, new guy running with Donovan, going to make a splash and still isn't comfortable in his surroundings. And I think that will come. Okay, we got to run because Joe Ingles is coming up, so I just need the five-second answer to this question. But Mitch, five seconds M- Mitch tweets at us, it seemed like the Jazz really missed Fave and Crowder's physical presence. Who fills that role now? That's a great question. It has to be Ed Davis, it has to be Jeff Green, and it has to be Royce O'Neal. I think Royce is a tough guy defensively. This is a seven-second question or answer. But I think those three guys come to mind right off the bat. And, of course, uh, the best trash talker in the NBA, the man coming up next, Jingle and Joe, Joe Ingles. Yeah. And Rudy can hurt people on screens. Absolutely. Like screen last night. There it is. All right, Bowler, we appreciate it as always. Thanks a lot. All right, guys. See you soon.